You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Well, are you? Are you dreaming of a white Christmas? I don't know. I guess there are some people who don't, but why would you not? Oh my gracious. Can you imagine a white Christmas? Whew. White, snowy, fluffy, gorgeous, with lights reflecting off of the pearly white snow. Yeah, that sounds pretty exciting to me. But as I shared a little bit with you in our last podcast, I'm all about the Christmas season. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Doctrine and Duty featuring me, Brian Ray. It's great to be back with you. Love and appreciate you so much in Jesus Christ and so thankful that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you're listening to this uh, and the the chance that you are not a believer, that you would become one would be our great uh, purpose and delight. And so uh, praise the Lord if that happens. But uh, don't forget to connect uh, with our episodes weekly. Uh, they uh, release every Thursday morning. Uh, let everyone you know uh, know about the podcast, Doctrine and Duty. So we have fun. I have fun. I hope you have fun. You're either going to listen or you're not. So hopefully what I say is important and urgent enough for you to listen. If you find yourself not listening, I don't guess you should listen, but I'd rather you listen, and then you will not want to listen, and that would they would kind of feed off each other, you know, listening and wanting to listen. It would just be like this wonderful, glorious cycle, and you would listen, listen, and listen. Well, we are working through uh, the Christmas season in life, doing life together uh, at Christmas time, but also we're working through Christmas messages, Christmas texts, Christmas passages of Scripture, and this week we land in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1. Now, Matthew 1 is known in those first 17 verses of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and it is way cool. Um, And so there is this scriptural pedigree of Jesus as the Messiah that Matthew presents us, and it is incredible. We're going to move on down beyond that to chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, which really is, well, yeah, pretty much. It is the rest of chapter 1. And I really like how uh, Matthew describes the process. He says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, or took place in this way. So Matthew uh, doesn't provide any uh, fluffings or stuffings around this. He goes straight for the jugular and says, Here's the deal. Here's what happened. It says, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Tons of doctrine there. And of course, the duty is, I'll go ahead and give you the duty, spoiler alert, uh, worship, praise, joy, peace, purpose. Okay, that should give you enough duty. Uh, but we'll dwell on the doctrine here, uh, since this is a text of Scripture, uh, at Christmas time that we all have come to love and appreciate so much. So the betrothal. Uh, let's talk about that. And I think one of the things I'm going to do this week and maybe in the coming weeks is uh, focus on keywords. So betrothal. Betrothal is uh, like engagement on steroids. So with betrothal, you were pretty much considered married, except for there would be no living together and no intimacy. Um, so the woman would still reside with her family. The, the man would still reside with his family, 
but for all other intensive purposes, they were married. So much so that in order to be not betrothed, they would it would require a certificate of divorce, which is why the Bible says that Joseph was minded to put her away secretly um, out of great respect to her because uh, uh, betrothal was serious. So uh, like an engagement, but way, way more serious and urgent and important. So that's betrothal. It says before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. So that is clearly before they came together, that is referring to sexual intimacy. So before anything happened in the way that uh, would normally happen to create a child, she uh, was pregnant. And uh, so there's more doctrine there. This this speaks to the doctrine of um, the virgin conception and the virgin birth. I mentioned that last week to you. Uh, it says child from the Holy Spirit with child from the Holy Spirit. Uh, so we would acknowledge that this is the creative act of God through the Holy Spirit uh, to place inside Mary whatever <laughs> was needed for her to become pregnant, for her to have a child in her womb. And I'm not going to get into all of those details, but there's there's a couple of things that could have happened there. And of course, with with biology, you understand what those things could be. Either way, though, it is the creative act of the Holy Spirit. So there was there was no weirdness uh, between a deity and a human or anything like that. This is God creating out of nothing, placing something that wasn't there there. And then, of course, in that womb, uh, the Lord provided uh, for for life and for thriving to occur. It says, her husband Joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame. So Joseph found out, oh my gracious, this is scandalous. Here's a young girl, and when I say young, I mean young. People are uh, have debated this for years, literally hundreds of years, maybe even thousands of years. Um, uh, somewhere probably between 10 and 14. I would say between 12 and 14 is where I would land. I don't think she was 16 or 18. I don't think she was 8 or 10, uh, just way too uh, young in my opinion. But between 12 and 14, which obviously in our culture would be way too young today. Um, but Joseph found out, and he loved Mary. God had connected them, put them together. He was betrothed to her, pretty much married to her. No intimacy had occurred, no living with had occurred. But he's a good man. The Bible says he's just. Um, he is unwilling to put her to shame. He's unwilling to 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 bring her before the community, unwilling for her to be stoned or condemned or persecuted in any way. He's unwilling for any of that. So his desire is to divorce her quietly, to simply fill out whatever paperwork they had back then that needed to be filled out. He would do it in a quiet manner, and then Mary would um, be and Joseph would be divorced. And the Bible says he considered these things, and, and we cannot imagine. Oh, my gracious. The word is he considered these things. Oh, my. He struggled. He pondered it. He considered. He prayed. He was up and down. He was all over the place, I would imagine, as a human being, uh, with wondering, what in the world has she done? What in the world am I supposed to do? How could she do this to me? And who knows what else he might have felt. In the midst of all of that struggle, Joseph is exhausted, I'm sure. I don't know about you, but whenever I get stressed out or just overwhelmed, I get really tired. Joseph falls asleep at some point in time, and the Lord speaks to him in a dream through his angel. It's, it's powerful. It says, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. In other words, it's okay to marry her. It's okay, Joseph. 
Everything's going to be fine. It's okay to marry her. It says, because that which is conceived in her is, is from the Holy Spirit. Virgin conception, virgin birth is coming. This is the great doctrine that we hold dear. And it says, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So another key word there is Jesus. It literally means Yahweh is salvation, or Yahweh saves, or the Lord is salvation, or the Lord saves. Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. And then it says this, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. In Isaiah seven fourteen. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Uh, another key word, Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. This is the doctrine of the Incarnation. The doctrine of the Incarnation involves the doctrine of the virgin conception, the doctrine of the virgin birth as well. The doctrine of Incarnation means enfleshment. It is... God becoming man, Jesus taking on human flesh, and this is how it happened. And it says in verse 24, when Joseph woke from his sleep, now, if if we were writing a modern-day story, Joseph woke up and freaked out. Joseph went woke up and ran out of his house screaming. Uh, Joseph woke up and went to get counseling. Um, Joseph got up and took some Motrin or Tylenol, but it says Joseph got up and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Praise God for his simple, heartfelt obedience. Beloved, we need more of that today. And I'm not saying you got to wake up from a dream and go do whatever you think that the dream meant for you to do. But what I am saying is when we, as the people of God, encounter God through his word, we should just do what it says. We shouldn't argue about it. We shouldn't complain about it. We shouldn't whine or fuss about it. We shouldn't ask our neighbor about it. We should just do it. What does God's word say? And do it. God spoke to him, and he did it. He took Tim, his wife. He got married to a pregnant teenage girl who had, according to the world's standards, who had obviously done something terrible. But, of course, Joseph knew better. Joseph knew this was a miracle from God, a miracle conception. It would be a miracle birth as well. It says, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And so even though he would go ahead and marry, marry, uh, there would be no intimacy. The word of God um, tells us that. It says, in his, and he called his name Jesus. So again, he is obedient to the word of God because he was told to that, that his name was Jesus. It's really cool there because um, uh, it, it's, it basically says that you shall call his name Jesus, and that's, that's written in such a way as to say, his name is Jesus. It's not like you shall sit down and think about it and come up with the name Jesus. No, this is his name already, so go ahead and call him this and get it right, okay? So real quick, before we hop out of Matthew uh, and, and move around uh, in our next session to Luke's Gospel, just want to hit the, a little bit of Matthew 2, okay? Because I know that... Uh, a lot of people wondering, uh, you know, always wonder about Matthew 2 and the wise men and all. Uh, does it mean that our our nativities or our nativities, I think that's how people say it now, nativities are wrong? Uh, pretty much, yes, the nativities are wrong. Uh, whether it's a nativity or a nativity, uh, either way it's wrong. The wise men were not there at the birth of Christ. So bubbles have been bursted. It's okay. Pick yourself up off the floor. Uh, pull yourself back together, beloved. It's going to be okay. There were no wise men at the nativity. Do you have to smash them and throw them away? No, no. Just just put them in other places in the house. Have fun. Uh, let them walk around and, and take a couple of years to get there. Doesn't mean you got to leave them out all year long. Uh, but anyways, uh, the story of the wise men is a great story. Amazing. Uh, we sing a song, We Three Kings of Orient are. It's, it's phenomenal. It's great. But they weren't there. 
for the birth of Christ. They probably came a couple of years later. All right. Well, listen, uh, love you. Appreciate you. Uh, you know what? Let's close with a word of prayer today. All right. We've had church, haven't we? Father, thank you that we are your called people, and thank you for the great doctrines of our faith. And Lord, thank you that they require faith. <laughs> doctrines of faith require faith. Thank you, Lord. I pray that we as your people would respond in faith to you and in obedience, like Joseph and like Mary. And Father, that that would be our duty that we would choose in light of the great doctrine of the Incarnation, the Virgin Conception, the Virgin Birth. Praise you, Lord. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Listen, y'all take care. Have a great day, and hope you'll join me next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.